2: The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jolenta. Are you missing self-help books as much as I am? No, I
0: am not. Well, I am missing self-help books. I know, Jolenta, I know you are. Yeah, I miss them every day. You know what? What? Fortunately, it's bonus episode time, so we still have plenty of self-help to talk about.
2: Yay, more self-help. By the book.
0: That's right. It's time for a buy the book bonus episode. Every other week between now and our season three launch on May 24th, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode.
2: And this particular episode, our season two wrap up, is when we rehash our latest season book by book and talk about what stuck, any new revelations and what, in retrospect, was pure torture.
0: Up first, Bored and Brilliant by Manush Samarodi. Let's talk about what stuck, new revelations, and what was pure torture. Jolenta, you go first.
2: All right, for Bored and Brilliant, what stuck? Um, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb more often. I guess that's from boredom brilliant, right? I think so. I take breaks more, like planned breaks from my phone, which I never did before. Also, I use out of office replies like all oh, the time yes, now. Oh, yes, you
0: do do that. Like which on is any great. long
2: weekend or whatever, I'm just like, here, like don't worry if you don't hear from me for 3 days, I'll get back to you on Monday and I don't feel guilty. I just I give myself breaks from technology more. A new thought is uh I like Being aware a little bit more of like the mindless activities I do and how much time they take up. I don't necessarily want to feel ashamed of how much time I spend on my phone or playing, you know, two dots or whatever. But I do think it was nice to take some time out of my life to be like, hey, let's acknowledge how much time I actually spend doing this just to know Mm -hmm. Um, what haunts me from that book was the judgy moment app, oh god right app. like i don't like being monitored for my own good by a machine that's judging me for using that machine like i just i can't i don't like yeah. it how yeah. about you
0: well i will begin by saying that for me torture was also that freaking moment app mm-hmm. i was so upset by that tortured face it was so sad and it was in Everything in red it was and an anguish. Oh, it was so bad. I hated that. I don't like being monitored either. Mm-hmm. Um, what stuck? I actually don't do it every day, but I do at least once a week. Still, text a one sentence to somebody. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Even if it's just once a week, and even if it's just one sentence, um, and it can be anything silly. It can be the acknowledgement of a holiday that's important to someone else that mm-hmm. I don't even acknowledge. Like maybe it's important to their religion or culture. And so, yeah, I still try to do that once a week. And then as far as new revelations, mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest revelation I already talked about in the episode was I use my phone way more than I thought I did. Right, right. <laughs> Which um, I guess I'm still making peace with that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm i not torturing myself over it, but, right. you know, you I'm I'm to. pretty much making peace with that. All right. Let's talk about the next book, The Little Book of Hugga. By everyone's favorite trouser model, mm, Mike like Viking. Viking. <laughs> you go first on this one. All right. So, what stuck? Well, that Christmas feeling in my heart, but that's always been there. So, can yeah, I even give credit I don't to this know book? If the
2: book gave you that Christmas spirit.
0: I just watched a Christmas movie the other day.
2: <sighs> it's like what sixty-two degrees you? out today, yeah. <laughs> and I watched a
0: Christmas movie the other day. Loved it. Um, new revelations. I guess, I don't know if I talked about it much in the episode, but so much of Minnesota culture, which I grew up in, is kind of Scandinavian culture. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I understood Minnesota culture a little bit better from this book. I think that Minnesota has a reputation for being very nice, but very exclusionary mm-hmm. i know a lot of my friends who moved into minnesota from other places said it took them years to make friends because no one would invite them over that's so weird i know <laughs> it's so weird they're too
2: busy being huga with like tiny groups of four yes
0: only with the four people you've always known and yeah. so i mean that was kind of a cultural insight that i thought was interesting nice. and what was pure torture god I mean, I don't know if anything was really tortured, but I mm-hmm. think other people were probably tortured by me.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, if we want to jump into that my lasted months and months, if we yeah. want to jump into my analysis of the book, the thing that has left me haunted uh, are Christmas obsessed people, <laughs> <laughs> including you. I feel like this book gave you just a free pass to never shut up about Christmas. To me, in particular,
0: oh, I loved that.
2: Yeah. So that's what haunts me. Um, what have I kept from Huga? My love of candles. That was already there. You and your candles. But now I'm like, it's not just because I happen to like candles. It's adding to that whole atmosphere of my home. It's doing everyone a favor.
0: Mm, So you frame things differently So
2: I've just justified my love of candles even more, I guess. Got Uh, it. And my new thought, I've been thinking a lot. I like uh, when the hygge book talks about bringing elements of nature inside of your home and how that is important and, like, good for the spirit. And I do like that. So I have a few more, like, shells and pine cones in my house now.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's nice. All right. Let's talk about a book that I nominated for us to live by. Oh, yes, yes. Why Good Things Happen to Good People by Jill Nymark and Stephen G. Post. Jill, do you want to yes. go first on this
2: one? Uh, what Stuck? I Am Still Helping Moms with Strollers when Yay. I See Them. Yay. That's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> Any new thoughts I've had? I guess I liked that the book, for me, made the connection between knowing your own personal mission statement and, like, your actual goals and, like, impacting the world around you and being a better person overall. Like, taking that time to figure out what you're about helps you give back, you know, not just slogging away at your 9 to 5 and not questioning anything and, like, donating to charity or whatever. You know, I like that figuring out your life and being a good person and doing good in the world are all connected. And that book sort of drew that connection for me. And what, um, about what the torture? Honestly, honestly,
0: nothing. Really? Yeah, I don't nothing think so. Nothing tortured you about it. Because I was going to say, uh, uh-oh. maybe it didn't torture you as much as it tortured me. That whole question about forgiveness, you just dismissed it. You oh, didn't I let just it ignored
2: you. it. Yeah, it didn't torture me at all. I just totally just, dis- I like literally forgot about it until just now. So it definitely didn't torture me at all. No,
0: it didn't make an impression in the slightest. (laughs) You don't even remember that stuff.
2: (laughs) It's like water off the duck's back. Like what? what? No.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see. So what stuck with me actually was my guilt about plastic. Do you remember? Mm.
2: Oh, right. Do you remember the uh, volunteer work I did? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, I volunteered to deliver food from gourmet restaurants to um, homeless shelters and I was so disheartened by all the plastic plastic that was used. And so, I mean, it's been really upsetting. So I've been thinking about other ways to reduce waste and so on. And that really stuck with me. So, for example... I did some research and I found out I can go to Best Buy and recycle any electronics, including broken oh, yeah. curling irons. You don't know
2: that I bring them all my oh, like ten year old computers. My God, it's fantastic! Like, like know, broken yeah. clock radios. You can bring them any electronic. It's great. Um,
0: so I've been just trying to find other ways to deal with my guilt about living in this modern age right. and all the waste yeah. that we have. Yeah. So I'd say that stuck is the guilt about plastic,
2: which nice. is not actually about I the book. I don't but know, but it's sort what of stuck with you from the book, so it worked. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um. New revelation. Wow. This is going deep. But, you know, one of the things that we did in the book, Jolenta, is you and I both spoke out about men Mm -hmm. who were inappropriate to us. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, that has been amazing, the revelation of that. Um, How many people have reached out to both me and to you about that? Yeah. I did not expect that to have such an impact on so many people. Mm -hmm. And I've heard Mm -hmm. from... Over a hundred people. I've heard from people I went to college with. I've heard from people who knew me twenty years ago.
2: Wow, it's amazing
0: how many people have reached out to me and said that was the right thing to do. Yeah, and I commend you for doing that. So that was like amazing, and I think you had the same experience. We were kind of shocked with how many people reached out and said that that was meaningful to them. So that Mm -hmm. was really great. Um, Shall we move on to the miracle morning? Everyone's favorite level ten guy, your pal Hal. Oh my gosh! You go first. Okay, so what stuck is I hate this book, New Revelations. I hate this book. What was pure torture? The book. Is that okay? Can I just give (laughs) that as the answer? I love it. Or is that not an okay answer? Well, you know what? I will say one revelation, Mm -hmm. which is I think that we just need to double down on our agreement that we don't do books that are bad for our health. Exactly. And we let ourselves quit books that are bad for our health. In season one, when we were living by French women, don't get fat. We talked, frankly, about how that book was causing me psychological, physical, emotional Mm -hmm. turmoil. It was very bad for me. It put me into a tailspin that lasted weeks after that book. And Miracle Morning was so bad for us. You were so sick, Jolenta.
2: Yeah, it sucked. You were like,
0: you were dizzy and not getting out of bed for days. And you were upset, like, oh, should I keep doing this book? It's like, no, you should not keep doing books that are hurting you. Mm -hmm. And I was getting less than four hours of sleep a night. So I guess... Not really a revelation, but so much as a reminder. We can't get sick for the show.
2: Yeah. Here's what I took away from Miracle Morning. Um, I have kept nothing. No. (laughs) Uh, I have kept the term level 10
0: person. It's really funny. In my vocabulary,
2: I would say it gets a good laugh once in a while. Like that has stuck, truly. New thought. I've been thinking a lot about people's reactions uh, to this book and to our (laughs) experience of the book. So many reactions. People reacted really strongly to us not liking the book and not liking getting up early. And I've just, you know, I've never spent much time thinking about how we identify with our habits and how if someone doesn't like a habit that is important to our life, it is as though they are saying they don't like us. And just how much we identify, like, our routines and our daily habits with our, our personalities themselves, you know, and our, our personhood. Mm. So I've been thinking a lot about that and just how insulted people can be if you say, like, I don't like getting up early. It doesn't work for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think a lot like of people thought we were how, insulting like, their personal. way of life. Yeah.
2: And it's like, it's not that I think you're stupid, but it just really is stupid for me. Yeah. And, oh, the thing that still haunts me is the idea that you don't need as much sleep as, like, your body wants. Like, again, irresponsible. Not necessarily healthy. Like, not advice coming from any expert in sleep whatsoever. Just no. a guy.
0: My doctor would not approve like, of that message. Like, just,
2: no. I don't like when a book is irresponsible and says that like taking care of yourself and like sleep which is a basic human need is a weakness or you you know not living up to your potential
0: we hated that book for sure well yo i need a break because yes yeah we are halfway through talking about our second season of living by the book and we'll be back in just a moment with the second half of the season and all of our takeaways Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling
1: through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
0: Hey, By the Book fans, we know that a lot of you are thirsty for more great listening while By the Book is between seasons, and we have two suggestions for you. First, if you're not already subscribed to When Megan Met Harry, please subscribe now. It's hosted by me, Kristen Meinzer, and my favorite British ginger James Barr. In each episode, we dish on Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, and the greatest love of all time. Along the way, we talk with psychics, experts, and friends of the couple about everything from royal divorces to wedding predictions. When Meghan Met Harry is on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you find your favorite shows. Second, for all you true crime fans out there, and we've heard from a lot of you, check out the amazing new podcast from Panoply called Empire on Blood. It's a seven-part series, but this isn't just any true crime podcast. Empire on Blood looks at a very different kind of criminal, a drug kingpin who was framed for double homicide by his former friend and business partner. Journalist Steve Fishman spent seven years investigating the story of murder, betrayal, and one man's journey to overturn his life sentence. All seven episodes of Empire on Blood are available now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. All right. We're back with our season two wrap up. And in this bonus episode, we're going book by book through our second season and talking about what stuck, our new revelations, and what was pure torture. Jolenta, let's talk about the fifth book we lived by this season. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. I am very on board to talk about this one.
2: Uh, What I kept from this book. I try to talk less shit about myself to myself, and especially around other people. I'm really trying to not like insult myself in front of other people. I realize it just makes them uncomfortable, and it looks like I'm fishing for compliments, and like, that's not cute. New thoughts. New thoughts. Oh, this is just the... I've been thinking about how This is the most fun I've had recommending a Mm. book on this podcast. I love being able to say, I read a book and, like, without hesitation, it was just a great experience. And, like, here's a copy I've like fully recommended. That was nice. It was nice to not have, like, a but or an ish in my verdict. Like, it was just nice. What has haunted me from this book is just how aggressive Kristen has been about affirming. Ever since we've done this book. Similar to the Christmas monster. (laughs) It's just a lot of like yelling you're great at people and like... You know, it's just she's really aggressive, and I love it, but it's also a little haunting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a friendly haunting, though. It, it's it not is. not like one of those ones where you open the basement door and then you don't want to go down into the no, basement. No, no, no. It's
2: a very, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost situation, <laughs> but, like, haunting nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Not a Sixth Sense ghost. How
2: yeah. about you, Kristen?
0: <laughs> so, what's stuck? I still sometimes do that morning routine Good morning, Kristen. It's a beautiful day, Kristen. Yes, it is, Kristen. Are we lucky to be alive today, Kristen? Yes, we are, Kristen. Do you use your Let's inside voice when you our do this? magical feet. We're so lucky we have feet. Let's walk on them. That's how I sound. Have yes. you been
2: using your inside voice as I, to I guess not, not because I being... sound exactly no, like No, you're what yelling I just... <laughs> it. Yeah, you're yelling it into a microphone.
0: <laughs> I love it. It just cracks me up anytime. Even if I just say it in my head, it totally cracks me up the whole morning conversation. I love that. Um, New revelations. You know what? I was very surprised that hundreds of people wrote to us and said that they bought that book after listening to our yeah. show. And that some people thought the name of our show was by the book spelled B-U-Y. B-U-Y. That was a surprise to me. <laughs> um, because we um, did not set up this show with a specific purpose of trying to sell books. And none of these... No, no. None of the publishers of these books are trying to, like, like... We're
2: not working to sell any books. We're not with in tandem with any authors or publishers. We just read self-help books.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I guess that was really surprising how many people thought we were a bookstore or something. But interestingly, Cameron did set up a bookstore on our FM page. So oh, yeah,
2: there are links to all the books we've read. Yeah, so
0: you can research all the books. You can buy the books there. That way they're all in one central location. But that was never the purpose of the show. Um, what was pure torture Mm -hmm. you know the only thing that was pure torture when I was starting off with this book was remember when I couldn't find the right self-talk tapes to listen to oh yeah
2: yeah there's
0: a lot of crap on YouTube there's a lot of bad. Yeah, bad, there's a lot of bad, bad like, sort of crowd. fake
2: hypnosis yeah, stuff. Yeah, really. Reading through that is torture. Yeah, that, that
0: was torture. But that was really it. Overall, I mean, I still stick by my guns. I still like this book a Oh,
2: lot. me too. Totally. Still liked it. What about our next book, Kristen, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman? Oh,
0: you go first on this oh, one. Oh, I go yes, first? Yes,
2: you go 1st Okie Okey-doke. What did I keep? I kept working on how I talk to and about my partner, Brad. I am trying to be less shy or withholding, um, in public especially. Just complimenting him and saying what I like about him in public instead of teasing him.
0: I bet he loves that. He
2: does. Just the other night, we were watching TV with friends, and I, I something reminded me of when we were dating and first falling in love. And I started, I was like, oh my gosh, when Brad and I were first falling in love, like he used to blah, blah. And everyone was like, "Oh," And I was like, oh, this is nicer than being like, Brad's an idiot, right, everyone? <laughs> um, so yeah, I've kept working on Brad's love languages new thought. Oh, I've also been really thinking about my friend's love languages ever since this because I figured out yours and I feel like I'm able to be a bit of a better friend to you. Oh my god,
0: you've been outstanding. So I've
2: just been trying to like sort of subtly keep tabs when I see my friends where I'm like, oh, this friend always shows up with like trinkets and desserts and stuff. Like I bet she really likes gifts. So when I go to her house, like I'll be sure to like not just bring like, oh, here's wine that was already on my shelf but like maybe I'll get something like special for her like because she seems to extra appreciate that blah blah blah. You know, that sort of thing. What has haunted me? Kristen's tub.
0: Ah! <laughs> oh, no. I knew you were gonna say I that too. It's haunting I had Cameron to. too. Look at his face right now. <laughs> Cameron
2: just turned red. Um No, nothing haunted me, really. I think it's a nice book. I mean, what haunted me is a lot of listener feedback about gifts.
0: Oh. But
2: I feel like that probably haunted you, Kristen, more than me. Yeah,
0: I mean, we asked people to send us explanations of the love language of receiving gifts because Mm -hmm. nobody who works on this show Except for our managing producer, Mia, Uh actually. Mia, our managing producer, does speak the love language of receiving gifts. And she has final sign-off on every episode. So she actually listened through that episode. And she said it was like her favorite one. She loved it. And she laughed her head off about um, the little asides about about gifts. So she loved it. So she wasn't offended at all by it. So we put it out into the world with her sign-off on it. But a lot of people were offended by that episode, mm-hmm. and I guess the only thing I would call pure torture from that were the people who called me names. Yeah, because some yeah. of the people who wrote in did what we asked them to, which was, oh, give us an explanation. Like, we would love to here's know your what point I mean of view. by gifts. Like, yes. I don't want
2: flowers and diamonds, but like if you see a, a feather, like or I love that. Or, yeah, you know.
0: But the people who wrote in and didn't just share their thoughts or explanations, but actually called me names, and some of the names were very, very mean, mm, as yeah. you know, and yeah. very hurtful. They were bad enough that Cameron, who's like the sweetest, calmest, kindest, he never gets angry producer in the whole world, he got really angry about some of them and yeah. was um, being sweet. And he's like, Kristen, don't read any more of these because some of them, you know. <laughs> like just mean. Some of them were just mean. They which were really I guess
2: nice. I feel like goes back to uh, an earlier takeaway I had from Miracle Morning, which is like. People when people really identify with certain things, like if you don't understand it,
0: they think you're insulting it's really them as insulting. Humans. And like yeah. I get that
2: too. I felt yeah. that way when we lived by class with the countess. Just because you didn't understand Housewives, I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you have to feel the way I feel. <laughs> but like I can't make you. I you cannot. know, and that's okay. We've We're come all to a different. Peace
0: over that, though. Mm-hmm. We're at a place it's of peace with that. It's true. Uh, let's see what stuck with the love languages. Um, I do try to make more of an effort to touch Dean nice. in the ways that I considered a little bit heavy-handed with me. Mm-hmm. But he obviously like likes that style of touching. So it's yeah. like, if you want me to be that aggressive with you, I will just do that all the time. I'll Great. do it. We'll just be watching Netflix and you'll be watching your sci-fi movie and I'll be eBay shopping or whatever. And I'll just reach over and do that. There you nice. go. Nice. Great. Go. Um <laughs> Oh, God, it's giving you flashbacks to the hot tub I,
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm in the tub. Like, now I'm on the couch with you guys. And
0: I imagine you, like, reaching over me to touch Dean. I don't know. Oh, and then a new revelation. Mm. Um, this isn't quite a revelation so much as it made me kind of sad that some people who wrote to us sounded very distressed and said, I don't feel like I fall into one of these languages. What's wrong with me? Or yeah. well, my spouse doesn't. And... It was a real revelation to hear from people who said that they strongly needed this book and were upset that it didn't apply to them, and... I didn't know that people took all these self help books that seriously. Right, right. And and um, I should know that they do because I know you yeah, take them I was very saying, seriously, come on, Kristen. But this was one where <laughs> I was just yeah. like, please, folks, don't be upset with yourself. You're not broken just because this book just doesn't you work can't for force you. force
2: yourself into the criteria of like a random person's yeah. like, theory
0: on love. Who says you have to fall into one of five categories?
2: You can no write one your says own you have to except
0: your own for categories. this book. Yeah, this is just one person. With his one book and his one theory, mm-hmm. it's okay if this book doesn't speak to you. It's totally fine. You're not it's totally broken. Fine. You're not broken, people. You're not broken. All right. Shall we move on to this year's, shall we call it, wild card Boo. book? You know, last season, this season. We, we did a wacky book season one, the, the one about past lives. And mm-hmm. season two, we also did kind of a wacky book, the wild, wild unknown Unown. tarot deck and guidebook by Kim Crayons.
2: Yeah, you go first this time.
0: Okay, so what stuck? That would be nothing um, because I'm not continuing with any tarot stuff at all. I'm just Mm -hmm. not doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, New Revelations, uh, I get freaked out by things I don't understand. But I guess I kind of knew that, but I didn't realize the extent to which I could freak out over stuff I don't understand. Things
2: with a bit of a hint of supernatural, I think.
0: That's probably true. Well, that is honest. probably true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am definitely one of those people who when I was a kid and you and your friends maybe have a sleepover and you watch horror movies, if the horror movies had anything to do with supernatural, it freaked me out way more than mm. if it's just a serial killer. On I see. Interesting. Yeah, like, is the wall bleeding? Yeah. Are there twins in the hallway and the wall is bleeding? Ugh. And then the twins me disappear. Up. It's like, no, yes. that is supernatural. And that is scary. I would just much rather have like some serial killer on the loose. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, don't we all. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was a revelation of like how completely freaked out I can get by supernatural things. And what was pure torture? That whole two weeks actually, it was really bad. That's so funny, me. It was very, very I'm bad. <laughs> Let me just reiterate Cameron had to deal with me every day being a freak at work. I was a mess. That's I was a so mess. bizarre. Yeah, I love that it. It was torture. It was torture. All right, my turn. What has stuck
2: with me? Um, I still do readings for my friends it is now something people request of me on occasion but again it's usually at like a gathering where we're drinking and hanging out like it's at a girls night or a party or you know
0: it's just something fun a vacation
2: like you bring the tarot cards along with like maybe a board game but like it's fun and it gets us talking about deeper things Um, but yeah so I've kept doing readings Um, new thoughts I think in retrospect this book did not change my life or anything, but I don't know if I gave it enough credit for helping me contextualize things. I liked having that framework every day and that sort of, you know, built in like nugget to think about throughout from the drawing day. Your daily from drawing card. the daily card. Right. I feel like it helped me contextualize my daily actions and sort of match my inner life with my outer actions in a way I don't always think about. And I don't think I gave the cards the credit. They were due. Mm, wow. I still think it's just like a fun trick to help you contextualize and stuff. But like it did sort of get me thinking in ways I hadn't before. Um, so maybe
0: it was a better book than I think you initially might have been said been better. it better. Yeah,
2: but I think it also comes from a basic understanding of tarot that I didn't Get from that book, you know. Yeah, yeah. What haunts me is how superstitious you really are.
0: Oh yeah, you were. You didn't I've, believe me at I've first when I told like, you. Oh, we do this show
2: together because you are my level-headed friend, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like,
0: "That card was too evil. I couldn't touch it." And I'm like, "What? No, it didn't sound like that. It sounded you're like the I pers- can't get you yeah. these cards. No, you're the person Take I go the cards to away. for a lawyer, <laughs> and you're like, "That card was evil."
2: <laughs> Like that is haunting to me. That is
0: disturbing. (laughs) Don't go into a house in the woods with me. No, you're gonna get me more scared. That has etched drawings and little sticks tied together. I'm never taking you. Don't ever take me me to that place. Don't ever take me there, because you don't want to know how bad it gets. All right. It's time to talk about our final book of season two: The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. So What stuck with me was, you know, I hate to completely repeat what I said earlier about Miracle Morning, but I'm going to do it. What stuck? Nothing. New revelations. Nothing. What was pure torture? Everything. Mm -hmm. But the main thing that was really just torture was just I can't handle any more really, really rich, heterosexual, able-bodied men telling me. That I'm living my life wrong. Mm-hmm. I just I I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I can't do it. And we as women, me as a woman of color, this is what we've heard our entire lives. And I just don't want to sit down and read a whole book telling right. me the same thing. I think thing the maybe world tells it's me.
2: a revelation when you're a straight white man and you don't get challenged every day for your thoughts and ideas just because of like the body they are coming out of. Like you have to learn how to check yourself and, like, give yourself new standards. But when you're constantly being measured by societal standards that are insane because you're a woman, like, eh, maybe you don't need it.
0: Yeah. So what about you, Jolenta? What's stuck? What are your um, revelations? What is okay. torture?
2: I will give the book credit that I did like the idea of forcing yourself to do something with an idea you are stuck on, just to get moving on it and to not judge where it mm. goes. I liked that one step of the book. I made a weird little infographic with a joke that was driving me insane that I knew wasn't working as a joke, but I couldn't get the idea out of my head and I did nothing with it for like a year. But then that book got me off my ass and I did something with it. Like, it's done. I've moved on to other ideas. Like, it's out of my system.
0: That was good. That was good. And that that. was funny, too. The infographic you you made was really good. And then also, I mean, I will second that as far as... Setting up the Facebook community the way I did, yes. so that we started gleaning all that information from our listeners, like, so that, that was it was good. more user friendly for the of listeners. Yeah.
2: act that's true. Of that's true. Doing something with something we feel stuck with, like we're fruitful. Yeah, that was true. New thoughts. I just wrote. Nah, haven't given it much thought since. <laughs> so no. Um, what haunts me? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna reiterate what I think we've said a bunch. I am haunted by. How little it seems we ask men to grow in our current society. This is essentially another one of these books written by men that's sort of about getting over yourself and admitting when, like, you know, living for image and money and cars might be a little shallow and getting past that. And for these men, it's always this like groundbreaking revelation and they need to write a book about it. But I think for. People who are faced with more struggle day to day just for, you know, how they look or their gender or their sexual preference. Like, I don't think it's such a groundbreaking idea. So it just makes me worry more about how men go through life day to day where they feel like these books are mind blowing. And we feel like you haven't been taught this already. You should know know? this.
0: You should it's, know this as a human. You it's disheartening.
2: Know this. And, you know, hearing the feedback we get even from women about like, no, it's good to admit you're a piece of shit and like strive f- for more. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to. You don't to. have to have a man tell you you're failing in order to like rebuild yourself.
0: No, absolutely not. No. There we go. Well, that leads us to the big overarching questions, which are mm-hmm. which book? was our favorite from season two, and which was our least favorite. So what was your favorite book of season two? My
2: favorite book from season two was What to Say When You Talk to of Yourself. Of course, mine
0: too. Yes, there's no question the only about book that.
2: we've ever fully agreed on and fully recommended without an ish or a but or anything. Yeah, it
0: was just a solid book, and I would recommend it to anybody, and mm-hmm. I'd have no guilt about it. Mm-hmm. And It was fun. It was happy making. It was all sorts of things that we want this show to be and that we want our lives to be. So absolutely, without hesitation, that was the best book. I agree with you for season two. What was the worst book we lived by in season two?
2: I wonder if we'll agree on this one. I have decided official worst book for me of season two is the Miracle Morning. Yes,
0: I you agree two? with you on that Again, one Again, I feel like it was a bit sure more detrimental.
2: Gonna... Yeah. I feel like it was a bit more detrimental than Mark Manson's Mark book. Mark Manson's. I got sick. I didn't sleep enough. I, like, felt more inadequate during Miracle Morning than Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And, I mean... As you were saying, we actually had accomplished a couple of things during exactly. Mark Manson's book. Yeah, that book
2: got me to do something like I don't regret, you yeah. know.
0: Whereas Miracle Morning, as soon as it was done with, I went right back to yeah. my old way of doing things and I threw that book away. I exactly. just that like, that is it. No more. That book was horrible. It was trash. Well, I'm so glad we agreed. Yay! How often does that happen? We agree. Rarely. A lot this time. Except yeah. you don't agree with me about Cards being haunted. Nope. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. All right. That's it for this bonus episode of Buy the Book. And remember,
2: we are still taking any questions you have for us or for our husbands, Brad or Dean or for our producer, Cameron, for more upcoming bonus episodes. So send all those questions our way.
0: You can reach us at 505-510-BOOK or write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at buy the book Pod. Thanks,
2: as always, to our producer, Cameron Drews, and our managing producer, Mia Bell.
0: Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm
2: Jolenta Greenberg.
0: Bye-bye. We hated that book for sure. For sure, yo pal, how? What was that accent I just did? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Know. It's because I don't know how to pronounce yo pal how. Yo
2: pal how? You got to do your hand like this. When that you thing, go, yo. Pal, I have to do hal. that thing with my
0: hand that you're doing.
2: Yeah, it's the only way you can say yo pal. Without... Oh god. Well,
0: yo, I need a break because. Yo, yes.